Welcome once again to the All of Life podcast, where we are pushing the claims of Christ into every area of life. And at this point in time, we are being guided in that mission by going through the Proverbs every morning. If you found this podcast beneficial, if you're like me and the wisdom of the Proverbs is a lamp to your feet, good news and guidance for how to live, then I'd like you to do this for me, or at least for someone else. Share this podcast with your friends. Just one little click, one little share on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you do social media would be a big help. It's easy to do and it'd make a big difference perhaps for another person's life and also be an encouragement to me as I put in the uh, the time and the hours at doing this um, to see more people listening. We get about, um, each uh, podcast gets about 100 downloads, so it's certainly not going viral or anything, but as a part of my teaching ministry here at Christ Church in Acadiana, seems like it's somewhat fruitful. So I'd appreciate any shares you might have. That would be wonderful. Today's uh, proverb is chapter 6, verse 1. 1 through 5. I'm going to give us a few this morning. It's, it's sort of a section. Here it is, Proverbs 6, 1. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, if you have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself, for you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. What egregious and foolish action is the father here warning the son not to engage in? Simply put, co-signing. That's right, co-signing. You've done it. I've done it. Uh, Consider the old expression, sticking your neck out for another. Why would it be said that way? Well, because there's a danger. The danger is of losing your own head. Now, you might think, why in the world would anyone do that? Why would anyone co-sign? Why would anyone vouch for another? Why would anyone offer themselves up as surety for another person's debt? Why would someone put their name down? For another person's debts? Well, it's done all the time, honestly. Family ties, peer pressure, impetuous benevolence, a Messiah complex, carelessness and flippancy toward the severity of debt, greed, peer pressure, and perhaps even genuine goodwill trying to give someone a head start. It may just be that we're immature and we haven't ever run into these sorts of risks that come from debt. You know, young folks, myself included, often don't take into consideration the level of risk that is incurred when we go into debt or when we put our names down for another's debt. We're gullible, idealistic, and Pollyannish. But regardless of the reason someone would put themselves down as surety for another, we are hereby warned by Solomon, the wise King Solomon, not to engage in the practice. You can lose your wealth, Solomon taught us last week. You can lose your wealth through the adulterous woman being uh, tantalized by her her honey-laden lips, which are really just poisonous lips. You can lose all of your wealth, your name, your reputation, your household, everything you've spent years building up. You can lose it all in an instant with an adulterous temptress. And likewise, you can lose it all through being careless as it regards finances and the relationship between finances and friends. So when you go into business with a friend, listen carefully to this. Even the best of them, with a church member or an old acquaintance, put everything down in writing. That's right. It's loving 
And it's wise to put things down in writing, to clearly communicate, have contracts, clearly delineate terms, communicate well, and have wise boundaries. And above all, don't put your household wealth, name, reputation, leverage, power, don't put your household down as surety for another's debts. Look, uh, let me lay this out a little bit more as it regards to debt in the Proverbs. Um, Listen to all of this. Generally speaking, in God's law, whether it be in the law of the Mosaic Covenant or the law of the Proverbs, debt is dumb. That's right. It may not always be sinful in practice, but it's stupid. And it's certainly a form of slavery. Um, Short term, no interest loans were allowed during times of calamity and famine. You can read about this in the law in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Short term, no interest loans were allowed during calamity. And all debts were to be forgiven within a very short period of time. Every seven years, all of the debts would be forgiven. Even land and real estate on that land couldn't even be put down as equity forever. You were not allowed to mortgage your children's future. You were not allowed to go into debt to another for an extended period of time. And because of these laws, no one would offer you an extended loan. Eventually, the land, the real estate on the land, and all of the debts would be forgiven. The land would go back to the original owners, and everyone would be set free. God's people would remain free, and long-term indebtedness to man was banned. In Christ, there is liberty. Listen to this. This is so important. In Christ, there is liberty, and that is meant to work itself out into every area of life, especially the area of finances. One cannot live the good life as it is envisioned in the Proverbs while remaining indebted to another but Christ. So you see, just a general overview of debt as a as it comes to us in the Proverbs, you see that debt is dumb. It's slavery. It's bondage. It's indebtedness. Debt is dumb. But there was one thing dumber, and it's right here in Proverbs chapter 6. Debt is dumb. There's one thing dumber. Signing your own name for another's debt. If debt is bondage, how much more bondage is it when you are indebted for another's debt? When you are relying on another to pay off a debt, In order to clear your name, it's double bondage. It is this situation that the wise King Solomon calls a trap. That's what he's referring to. He's a father. He's wise. He cares for his son. And he's trying to teach his son how to avoid all of the traps and snares of this world. So, if you are trapped, you know, what do you do? All is not lost. Solomon is going to show us the way. If you continue to read in the proverb, and if you were listening earlier... You will see that it's going to take speed, passion, agility. Like the gazelle, you must kick it in overdrive to escape the hunter's trap. So go immediately to the person. Whoever it is that you have indebted yourself to, or whoever the person is whom you've signed with, the person you co-signed for, go to that person immediately. Go to the person that has you snagged and exert yourself to the point of exhaustion. Don't go to bed. Don't give your eyes any sleep, Solomon says. Badger them, pound on the door, blow up the text stream, and do everything you can to get them to pay the debt in full or find some other way to get out of this trap. If your mouth has gotten you trapped, and we've all been there, our mouths write checks we can't cash, 
We've been impetuous. We've been impulsive. We haven't counted the cost. We've made promises we can't keep. We've vouched for people that we didn't really know. If your mouth has gotten you trapped, if you were impetuous and vouched for another without safeguards in place, then like the gazelle, dart and dive, find a way of escape, and don't go to bed until you do so. We are to behave, listen to this, we are to behave liberally to the poor, to be generous, to care for them, especially if we have the resources. We are to lend money to the poor when they are in trouble, but only for a short period of time and without interest. This is an aspect of benevolence, and it is not an opportunity to cash in on their misfortune. We can even help out others by letting them work off their debts for us. However, the book of Proverbs consistently warns us that we should not put ourselves or our possessions or our names up as surety for another's debt. This is incredibly unwise. It's foolish. It's not necessarily sinful, but it sure is stupid. It's slavery. And this includes putting up your name for the debts of a family member. That's right. You do not want to be bondservant to your father-in-law. Look, you wanted to do a good thing, but you've got yourself trapped to this person. You didn't establish wise and proper boundaries. Now it's time to learn a lesson. Time to figure a way out. So look to the gazelle. Look to the bird. Get your head on a swivel and find a way of escape. I'm Brandon Neely. I'd love to connect with you at gmail, brandonneely at gmail.com, or on Facebook. We're going through the Proverbs day by day, trying to learn how to live this life, especially to live it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope this has been a blessing to you, and I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday morning.